Recognize employees with Custom Ink. Show customer appreciation with Custom Ink. Outfit your teams with Custom Ink. Easily add your logo to your favorite products and brands at custominc.com. Make Custom Ink your go-to partner for all your custom gear needs with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing, along with personalized help when you need it and the easy-to-use custominc.com website when you don't. All backed by the Custom Ink 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to custominc.com to get started today. Virginia Cooperative Extension is your local connection to Virginia Tech and Virginia State University. With offices in nearly every locality, Virginia Cooperative Extension provides low or no-cost services including well water testing, soil sampling, 4-H clubs and youth development activities, nutrition education, how-to workshops, and much more. Visit ext.vt.edu to see what your local Virginia Cooperative Extension team can do for you. At Virginia Cooperative Extension, we are changing lives. Virginia Tech and Virginia Cooperative Extension are an equal opportunity affirmative action institution before we get this party started the crew wanted me to invite you to send a love letter that's just adorable this will help them compete for an incredible sponsorship to buy spaz some pizza head to oswpodcast.com slash love and give us your best 280 characters and now your feature presentation Budget blockbusters travel back in time to explore the epic and not so epic movies of yesteryear. This is On Second Watch, a movie nostalgia podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode from On Second Watch. Today, we have myself, Tim, we have Chris, we have Nikki, we have Carrie, and Spaz. Dana's not here. Even though she picked this damn movie. <laughs> yeah. But we are here to review our movie that lost the Academy Award Best Picture nominee, and that is The Sixth Sense. And this is written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, produced by Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, starring Bruce Willis, Tony Collette, and the good old Haley Joel Osment. With a budget of $40 million, it made approximately $672 million in the box office. Currently sits on IMDb at an 8.1. Now, The Sixth Sense was nominated for six Academy Awards and four British Academy Film Awards, but it won zero of them. And we chose this movie from our Spin the Wheel event, like I mentioned, and it did not win, and it ultimately lost to American Beauty. Pretty much across the board, it lost everything. Everyone lost to American Beauty in that, that one. That's just the way it goes. So The Sixth Sense... We, uh, we did our nostalgia scores for that last time. Actually, it was two months ago. <laughs> so yeah. let's do yeah, a quick I don't know recap. What I, gave <laughs> I don't know what I did yesterday. Yeah. Two months ago is far, way too far off. As I've told these guys already, all the days blurred together due to being at home with COVID. So yes, please give us a little bit of a recap. Well, if you listen to our last episode that came out, I'm not going to listen to myself. <laughs> I hate the way I sound. I hate everything about the way I sound. Already have to do it for work, not doing it here. <laughs> Fine. So The Sixth Sense, uh, let's see. Chris and myself gave it an 8. Spaz gave it a 7. And Dana, Carrie, and Nikki all gave it a 6. For The Sixth Sense. Good. For The Sixth Sense. I feel like I would have said 6 because of Bruce Willis. Pretty sure that's... I think that was all your justification. Yeah. 
I'm consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> That's very true. And that brought our average to a 6.8. So we're going to find out if our rewatch is better or worse than that. But before we do that, I created a Mad Libs that I feel very terrible about. Oh, no. Because I was in a very bad mood when I wrote this. So it is pretty much geared toward making it intentionally just awful. Oh, God. So it's up to you guys to fix it. How angsty were you? You were in a bad mood. I was in a bad mood. Wasn't feeling it, so I just made some really little, little, little great really, crowds on the, that sunny day. You know, a little upset. Yeah, it was cold and snowy, and I was just not feeling it. So this is bad. So you guys can either make it so much worse or just bad. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this thing. I'm gonna put it in your hands, but this time I have a total of six characters in this one, and instead of just randomly assigning who does what, we're each gonna have to pick a character that we represent. So the six characters I have, we got Malcolm, the lead character. You got Anna, which is his is Bruce Willis's wife. You got Vincent, the guy that shoots Bruce Willis at the beginning, who was Donnie Wahlberg of all yeah, people. Yeah, right? Who <laughs> lost 45 pounds for that role. Damn. Yeah. That was, no, oh I didn't God. believe it. Tim yes. said that was him, and I was like, it was not. Shut up. <laughs> yep. It took me uh, took me by I went, surprise. I went down the rabbit hole after watching this. Yes, that was I did not know that was Donnie Wahlberg. Oh my god! Because it looked nothing like him. No, it didn't. Anyway, no, sorry. it did not at all. And then the fourth character we got is Cole. Obviously, it's Haley Joel Osment's character. And then we have two ghosts. So you guys need to help me figure out which of us plays each one of these roles. First of all, who wants to play Bruce Willis's character, Malcolm? Dana. Yeah, that's fitting. It's Dana. Yeah. Yeah, we could do Dana. All right. That works. All right. Who plays Dana's wife? Me. You. A hundred percent. Tim. Yep. Damn it. Spaz wanted this so hard. <laughs> this is my chance, guys. <laughs> it's the only one I had, man. All right. Who plays Vincent? Carrie. With bottled up. Yeah, I guess I can be the angry Wahlberg. I guess I'm fine with that. That's... That's some dirty whitey tighties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who plays little old Cole? Spaz. Dan, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Spaz with his clip on tie. Oh, I need that clip on. Who know who, I know who ties do. ties anymore? M- mo- most people. Uh, so we got ghost number one and ghost number two. So which one of you will be first? Hey, Mickey, which one would you prefer? Would you prefer ghost number one or ghost number two? <laughs> Without any context, I. I'll be number one, sure. <laughs> Goes to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I hope this is bad for Chris. Nothing we beats. Find out. Uh, Let's not. Paint, Let's painting not. with my schlong, yeah. <laughs> Poor Tim. Soft schlong painter. Yeah. Poor Tim. <laughs> best phrase ever. Oh my god. That was a train wreck. That was fantastic. That's still the best one ever. It hurt. It hurt to read. Mm-hmm. Let's top it today. God. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. <laughs> so from you guys, I need eight adjectives. Wow. Oh, wow. That's really coming. That's quite a bit. I told you I was angsty. I was not feeling good. <laughs> basically, basically, there's nothing there is what you're telling us. We're just filling it out right now. There's nothing written. Right. Just, give me nine words. Slippery. Oh, there's Voluptuous. Start. Glistening. Hairy. <laughs> Frisky. Automatic. Did you did you grab voluptuous? Did you say I got voluptuous? I got five. Okay. Sensitive. Euphoric. Ooh, good one. Abusive. 
right in. And on the polar opposite of euphoric. All right, that does it for the adjectives. I need five nouns. Rectum. Wow. Jesus. Always butts and wieners with you. Wiener. No. Okay. No. 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 We're just straight up denying you. Pistol. (laughs) I mean, I could use that, right? Pervert. No one responds to him. It's just like, oh, let's just like Dan get out of his system and then we'll oh move on. Gosh. Idiot. That's a good one because it's me. Tim, what, what, what do you have written down? Uh, I've just been writing everything down for the nouns. I got rectum, pistol, idiot, pervert. Jesus Christ. Dog. Sorry, there was a cute husky in there. I want dog in there. I literally can only think of instruments for some odd reason. I have no idea why, but I'm like, go with it. Go with it. (laughs) And why not? Let's get dirty. I need 10 verbs. Oh, God. Hmm. Drilling. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Rubbing. Oh, that's a good one. Chase. Sniffing. Oh, that's a good one. Paddling. That can be good. Hey, we don't kink shame here. <laughs> no. I was thinking more of the I was boat thinking of like ma- canoeing, like yeah. Like the boat, yeah, but Spaz, Spaz is thinking a little, little different here. Put your mind in the gutter. <laughs> How do you put your mind in the gutter if you never leave the gutter? Hmm. That is true. Smack. <laughs> it's just so... You know, I was really relying on you guys to try to make this a little better. No. But um, I told you, we're going to take this thing and we're just going to mm-hmm. fucking bury it. How many more do you need? I need four more. Let's just keep making it awful. Lubricating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, on the polar opposite of that, chafing. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> if we're going to kill it, we might as well kill it. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. I looked ahead and I'm not happy. Oh, God. All right, two more. Polishing. <laughs> I was looking at the cabinet knobs too. Oh my god! Awesome. <laughs> so I'm looking at a picture of a lake, and all I can think of is fishing. And then there's Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. So whole. <laughs> well, she said paddling, like oh, canoeing, fishing. Nikki's like breathing, <laughs> <laughs> walking. <laughs> I'm just picturing in my head, we're all like immediately going to the gutter on purpose. And Nikki's like, in her head, it's like this happy fucking picnic on like, like on like a shoreline. People are paddling in canoes. And Sitting generally... in a non-sexual way. Yeah, uh, for sure. Picnicking. <laughs> and then in Spaz's head, it's like some BDSM club, you know, and everyone's paddling each other. And sp- yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. and there's no king shame. You oh, do what you, you do, man. do it, man. Like the intro to Blade. that went hard Mm -hmm. okie dokie the last bit i need are the random ones so i need a type of doctor proctologist no 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 let's enough of the rectums yeah (laughs) carrie get in here with your your specialty name drop something like really rare virologist there we go great the study of what spaz has (laughs) come on man what are you talking about I'm clean. Sure. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> All right. This one might be a fun one. So I need a yearbook award. Most likely to have a large family. That's adorable. That is weirdly adorable or insulting. I can't tell. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it means maybe you're just really that kind of family person or you're easy. Yeah. 
guess it depends right. how many uh, parents there are. <laughs> That's right. That's true. I I need an embarrassing condition like elephantitis. Any, uh, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I mean, that, yes, that would that, be that will do it. I need a type of weapon. We already said pistol. Well, now we need two pistols. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> flamethrower. Oh, flamethrower. Yes. Ooh, dear. Flamethrower. That's yes. a good one. I'm going intense. You like it, Carrie? I need a favorite food. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I need an emotion. Belligerent. Drunk. That's really like not an emotion. Yeah, that's like a right. state of emotion. <laughs> flabbergasted. Cool. I'm going to go with flabbergasted. I like it. I need a job or a profession. Law and ordinance enforcer. I like it. Police officer? <laughs> that's what you're going no, for? No, not law. Lawn. L-A-W-N. Oh, the head of the HOA, basically? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. That's not a job, is it? It is. Ted me. Where I lived, if you live like back in the day, like I never saw them. I think they're made up. If you live like in a village or whatever, and you pay village tax, there are technically ordinance enforcers. They're not police officers. I put lawn in front of it, but they basically check to make sure that your grass wasn't crazy, unkempt. You didn't have like furniture on your front lawn. I would never live in an HOA. I'd rather die first. But... Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. I lived in one, but I think. I thought they were like voluntary positions. So basically where I lived, like I said, I never even knew they existed because there was houses on the, like my street that mowed once a month, but buried in their bylaws, they had or- ordinance enforcers. If you had a dog that you left outside all day that barked nonstop, they could cite you for basically disturbing the peace. So like a parks and recreation. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <Your neighborhood. laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. I never saw them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Law and Ordinance Enforcer. Well, uh, this is going to get interesting then. So for that position, the Law and Enforcement Officer. Ordinance Enforcer. Goddamn. What is a handheld object that they would use? Ruler. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so... I just imagine somebody measuring the height of yep. grass. Yeah, right. that's what I they was do. thinking, that's, too. They do. The, the, the person that takes that role would be the person with the ruler yeah. measuring the yep. grass. How about a heavy object that they would be using? I mean, a clipboard, but I don't think that's heavy. <laughs> their, their, their ego? I like to think yeah, of right. walking poles, you know, for hiking, those walking poles. I yeah, like to think that it would be sure. that person who's just doing that on, like, a sidewalk. Oh, the walking know. poles? Is that what yeah. you said? Yes. 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 And, sure. like, yep, in two short white shorts and, like, a plaid vest. I literally think <laughs> I saw this exact person, like, today. So this is very fitting. Nice. This person exists. Right. I'm thinking like a Ned Flanders-esque type of personality. Yeah. yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> the grass is long. A little long. Need to cut it. Oakley doakley. All right. I need a body part. Elbow. No, we always say elbow. Yeah, no. Okay. Elbow. Uh, An- yeah, ankle. 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 No joints. There. No joints. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> septum. Wow. Okay. I was going to say navel. Mm, I was going to but... say yeah. No, Dan, yeah, you were going to say. We all know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, we know what you're going to say, Dan. Yeah, we're sit down and sit, sit back down. I was going to say Alma, but whatever. Wow. Where's the Dan's... Alma, Dan? Oh, that would be your Don't... arm. <laughs> I am so impressed by you, Dan. I still so remember impressed. some of my anatomy and physiology, okay? That was one of my some good of classes I had. You just like drawing on the female body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> All right, I I need a type of relative. Auntie. 
Uh, a favorite snack. Pirates, Pirates booty. booty. Pirates, Pirates booty. Pirates booty, for sure. Because <laughs> sure. we damn. always that always seems to pop up in our conversation with us. Cracking a bag. Alrighty. I think that's all of them. So, without further ado, here is the plot summary Mad Libs for The Sixth Sense. This is going to be terrible. Yes. You're goddamn right. Let me zoom in a little bit so my... Enhanced. Enhanced. Eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dana is a slippery children's virologist who was honored with the most likely to have a large family award. <laughs> Upon coming home with Tim, her voluptuous rectum spouse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, you are. Oh, God. She discovers Carrie, a hairy dog. Yeah. <laughs> How fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. And former patient suffering from elephantitis. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on now. That is fantastic. <laughs> Who broke into their house? Carrie accuses Dana of drilling her before attacking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I can see that happening. Uh, Carrie accuses Dana of drilling her before attacking her with a flamethrower. Wow. Before sure. then turning it on herself. That's a bad way to go. Oh my god. That's crispy. My hair is flammable, (laughs) for sure. So next year, Dana meets the young Spaz, an automatic idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That fits so perfectly. (laughs) so so perfect. Uh, The young Spaz, an automatic idiot who reminds uh, reminds her of Carrie, who she feels... (laughs) God damn it. Who she feels must... Rub to rectify her past failures. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. What was that? To rub to, re- to rectify? Hmm. Who she feels she must rub to rectify her past failures. Rubbin' Dan, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I'm a big fan of uh, and Chase with Tim. Dana is also hoping that sniffing this kid will help her fix her relationship with her that's spouse, how you end up on Tim. Sniffing Dan is a bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Uh, Very, all right. With her spouse, Tim, who has been distant and paddling the pizza boy. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> Which reminds me of a side story. I have to jump in here really quick. I went to go pick up some Little Caesars pizza from their little portal that you can just order it and just stop in. You don't have to talk to anybody. Get my pizza. I'm walking out the door. There's no one else there. And suddenly, somebody from behind the counter says, I love you. <laughs> To which I turn around, not knowing how to respond, and just say, thanks, pizza guy. <laughs> you should have said I love you back. That story went, that, that story went a lot different than I thought it was going to go after. <laughs> yeah, talking about you. paddling the pizza boy. Well, I don't get paid enough for that, but anyway, paddling the pizza boy. After earning his trust, Spaz reveals, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Spaz reveals that he lubricates dead people. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh. Yes, I do. Oh, wait. That's my secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Necrophilia. Oh, man. For those that like to kick back and crack open a cold one. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Which makes Dana feel flabbergasted. Oh, well, I, I would, would be too. Be too. Wait, I'm, I'm the one doing it. So I am. <laughs> Don't patronize making loop my own. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, why are you telling my secrets? 
I'm getting some real weird vibes from you, bro. <laughs> Digging up bodies with a bottle of KY. Yeah. <laughs> They're so dry, you have to. Oh my god. That's oh just a god. dry at the Oscar. <laughs> I just imagine <laughs> digging this fixed, like opening up a grave and just dropping a vat of Costco <laughs> lotion. It puts the notion that the skinner gets the hose again. I guess it doesn't matter because they're dead, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Oh, it matters. <laughs> it does. It does. Smash some making a lotion jacuzzi out of that grave pit. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's not, this is not okay. Best swim I've ever had. <laughs> I hate sand. It's so dry, of course. It gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess after we're done talking oh. about Spaz boinking dead bodies, I guess we should get back to the story. I don't and want Dana to. sniffed that, of course. <laughs> yeah, so. yes, she, she got all of it. What's it smell like? Disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, some of the ghosts that Spaz sees is a glistening pistol lawn enforcement officer named Mickey. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, this isn't too bad. Who died after being smacked in the septum by a ruler? Ouch. And then accidentally crushed to death by a walking pole. Oh, that sounds <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a bad way to go. Right. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh, this no. is gonna be bad. Hey. Yes. What's, what's another ghost? Chris. <laughs> another ghost is the young, sensitive pervert named Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. First one was better. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I'm so sensitive. <laughs> An innocent child that was uh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to anticipation, <laughs> man. <laughs> An innocent child that was chafed by their <laughs> euphoric auntie for eating all their pirate's booty. <laughs> That sounds wrong on several levels. What yeah. should you do? Give me an Indian burn? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dana convinces Spaz to use his abusive ability for good yes. and help these ghosts polish in the afterlife. And who knows? Maybe fishing these ghosts will help Dana learn something about herself in the end. Just polishing for Just eternity. Polishing <laughs> with KY? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, Dude, I bought a couple. I, bought, I had to have jugs on scene, man. Costco vat. I wonder if no. Costco sells Costco size of KY. You know, funny story, they do, because I know that from throwing... Yeah, you're going to have to elaborate. Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm weird, but nothing Too makes that any better. Yeah. You, yeah, you gotta, I mean, you just might as well just keep going. Well, the wrestling parties. Mm, I didn't I didn't do those in college. <laughs> it's, a, it's a time to be alive. It's all right. We 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 had like the like the marker parties and those kind of but nope, not not KY wrestling parties. Yep. I went to the wrong college. Yeah. <laughs> not actually. You just are a stick in the mud. Yeah, you uh, I'm pretty sure one of those was up on your campus. Chris, you, you had to much. probably you had to leave uh B dubs to go to these places. First off, I enjoyed my time there. All right, oh, Beatups was delicious and fun, <laughs> and I went to enough parties. I just happened to never go to a wrestling party. I'm very disappointed now, Chris, because you never took me to a wrestling party. I'm pissed. There's reasons why you weren't invited. Oh, you, well, you weren't invited apparently either, you asshole. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I have to make this publicly known on this podcast because of the three people that listen to it. Fuck B-dubs because their buy one, get one free traditional wings are now buy one, get one 50% off. Well, it's terrible. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Do better, B-dubs. They kept increasing the price. Yes, and Last time I went, it was like, I don't know, how, how much are they, like a dollar an hour or something? Yeah, back in the day, we could, we could oh, have like geez. a couple couple beers and like wings and wedges and it was like under 20 bucks. Just to get like wings and wedges now, it's almost like $17. Well, they're having a hard yeah. time getting them chicken for their wings and shit man i don't care fuck you (laughs) b-dubs no longer worth it (laughs) Uh, anyway that's my soapbox for the day hello discover here to explain our cash back match here's how it works we give you cash back for using your discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway then we match that cash back in your first year and that's why we call it cash back match now to recap and say cash back one more time we match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Let's, let's jump into this rewatch of this film. And why don't we just kind of go down, why don't you guys just share what you experience watching this again and just go ahead and throw out your rewatch rating and we'll just knock it all at once. And Nikki, I got to know from you first because you were so adamant about <laughs> not watching this again. You were so angry when I was going back to edit the last episode. You were just like, God, this is, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I was real salty about it, even while watching it. In fact, I remember. So, I mean, I just did it yesterday, right? But the the anniversary, six months after he died, where she says, happy anniversary, I was so mad. And I'm thinking, really? Six months later, you would say that in an angry way? You wouldn't be, like, tearful? That's not realistic. <laughs> like, I was critical of how she said happy anniversary. <laughs> but I will say that waiting 20 years to rewatch it was wise because there was a lot I had actually forgotten about. And also seeing it from the perspective now being a mom, it was a lot different for me, especially in the end of the movie when they were in the car and he was talking about seeing grandma and what she said. I was like, oh my God, I couldn't take it. I feel like if you watch it once every 20 years, then you can rewatch it. (laughs) So I do need to eat my words because I was like, damn it, it's actually a good movie. As much as I wanted to be mad and hate it. So it's going up for me. I rate it at a seven now. I think it's, it's good as long as you watch it once every 20 years or more, I think. It's a solid seven for me. I got to say that scene at the end where he's talking with his mom, it was just a brilliant scene. Just him actually revealing yep. you know, what's been going on with him and just talking that whole scene about the grandma was just, yep. was just spectacularly written and well executed by those actors. So it was, that was a good scene for sure. Agreed. I'll just share Dana. She came in with a six with her nostalgia and after rewatching it, she still felt it was like just hovering around a six. She still liked it, but now noticing obviously the big twist piece of it. And you can just see all these hints that were very obvious. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how we never saw it before because they're, they're just very blatant. Well, we were young. I know that, but still, there's just so many giveaways. But either way, she just said it's still it's still an enjoyable watch. 
definitely has its moments, but still just kind of sits at a six for her at the end. So that's Dana's. So Carrie, you also came in with a six. Do you want to go next? For me, this was one of those that honestly, going back to watch was not as fun. There's just some movies I can't rewatch like this, the usual suspects. Mm. Like there's just a handful that I just didn't enjoy as much knowing the twist. So I don't know. I'm kind of with Dana. I don't know. I think I'll go up to like a 6.5, but not much of a change for me either. Okay. That's very fair. It's, I mean, it's hard. It's like they, they base so much of this movie off of that twist mm-hmm. that when you yeah. know it's coming, it's, you know, it kind of loses its impact. It's like 90% so of Shalomon's yeah. films. Spaz, with your seven, where are you at now? I'm going to bump it up to an eight. If you would have watched this movie five years after, it would have probably not have been as good. But it being 23 years later, you see it in a different light, I guess. I love the story. I love this movie. It's like I said before, M. Night Shyamalan has two good movies, this one and Split. I kind of want to go back and watch Unbreakable again because I heard that was a decent movie. Another Bruce Willis. Booyah. Haley Joel Oz, that little shit was so damn good. <laughs> I forgot how good he was in this movie. And even Bruce Willis was strong. The dynamic between him and his mom, that was that was just really great. It was phenomenal. The whole car scene at the end of the movie. It pulled on your heartstrings a little bit, you know? The storyline was good, and that's why I'm bumping up to an eight. Yeah, Dan, maybe we both suffer from the same thing, which was just forgetting a lot of what happened. And so it was almost like, obviously you knew he was going to be a ghost, yeah. and that was taken away. Yeah. But even with that, I I found myself like, gosh, I, how, how does it come to resolution? When does Bruce Willis realize it and you know is this kid getting any better all i remembered was that bruce willis was a ghost it was fun to rewatch it for me just because it was so long ago watching it again you kind of assume that Haley uh joel osmond i think he probably knows that he's a dead guy that's why he's not trusting him at first so i don't know i think he knows for sure yeah but i i totally agree with you i i think this role i mean Haley, i think he's like 11 when he's he's 11 in this too this is probably the best acting out of a young actor I've ever seen in any film. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't, oh, I yeah. cannot think of one that's better between his fear moments, his just casual moments, the intense moments. I feel like he'd been acting for like 50 years at that point. It was oh, just, yeah. it was Oscar worthy. I'm so I'm absolutely should have won in my mind. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. It was funny reading the trivia about him getting this role. And one of the, like through the three reasons, like Shalomon gave it to him. One, he was the only kid to show up with a tie on for his audition. There was one other reason, but the other, there's three reasons, but the one other one um, that stuck out to me was he was the only one that read the lines or whatever before coming to the audition. And he told Shalomon that I read it three times. And he's like, oh, your lines? He's like, no, the script. He read the entire (laughs) script three different times before he showed up for his audition. So I guess that really set the precedence for M. Night in regards to, to giving him the role. I made the mistake. I was rewatching Silicon Valley right before we rewatched <laughs> this because I rewatched this after we announced. And I was like going back and forth between the two. I'm like, oh, God, what there a is? what a <laughs> between the two. But yeah, he was so good in this as a kid. I was so going to say, good. watching him in The Boys. Yeah, yes, The Boys, that yes. That too. Yep. Oh, shoot. I forgot he was in that. All right. You gave it an eight, right, Spaz? Yes. Okay. Chris. Why don't you why don't you hit us next? Because you you came in with an eight. I did come in with an eight. 
I cannot recall the last time I've seen this movie. Maybe it is 20 years. It's a weird snapshot in time because, yeah, it is 23 years ago. Mm. I, and I will say it was a very good movie. I have a very hard time with it being classified as a horror. I get why because of the elements in it. But to me, this almost – and I'm, I'm splitting hairs here and I'm sure people are rolling their eyes. It's like a supernatural thriller, almost a supernatural drama mm-hmm. than it is a horror in my opinion. Is it classified as a horror? It, it is. is. It's classified really? as a horror. Yeah, it's a horror slash like thriller slash drama, I believe. Oh, this I mean, is like a pure okay. thriller to me. Yeah. Same, same here with supernatural elements, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. yeah. Definitely more suspenseful than. Right. Actually, yeah, for sure. It's not scary. Yeah. But anyways. A few parts were kind of scary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. There's a couple, but overall, it's a slow burn yeah. drama. And even at a runtime of an hour and 47 minutes, I will say, speaking of a slow burn, it tended to drag at times for me. Your typical Shyamalan movie. Yeah, there were shots <laughs> in there that were totally, in my opinion, I get why they were there, but they were like somewhat you know, irrelevant to the story. I'm <laughs> going to bring my score down to a seven i i very much enjoyed it and it was a it was a nice skip down memory lane for me it's being shalaman's big first movie that really put him on the map like oh god i'm nice shalaman oh yeah it really raised him in popularity he wrote it and directed it but as much as i enjoyed it once you know the twist the movie's kind of done because to me it's a it's a character piece there's three main actors and my hat's off out of i know we all talked about Haley joel osmond and uh you know bruce willis and I, to me, I thought Bruce Willis' acting was okay. wasn't phenomenal. My hat's off to Tony Collette. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I absolutely adore Tony Collette and everything she does. She's the main reason I will never watch Hereditary again. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's one of those movies I very much agree with Spaz and Nikki, where there needs to be a long enough period where you don't remember every little detail. So even though you know the twist, you can kind of enjoy it again. I'm, I'm glad we got to watch it. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's an absolute like phenomenon. I'm going to watch it every, or uh, absolute uh, phenomenal, you know, movie. Not phenomenon. Um, it's a different movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. that, has, that has John Travolta. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that movie. Never saw yeah, that one. Yeah, it's a bad one. Oh, boy. Anyways, so that's where I'm at. I'm going to put it at a seven. That's just my thoughts. I enjoyed it. It drags at times, even for the shorter runtime. But uh, it's but like yeah. a solid movie you want to give it credit for, but you it's not a movie you're going to watch anytime soon again. Right. It's a really good character piece and it's carried by those three. I mean, that's what the focus is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's got hints of late 90s, early 2000 nuances that you see in a lot of movies, like some of the music, some of the shots. I was like, oh, this feels a little dated at times. It's solid. It's just one, not one of those where I don't know. It's also kind of a, you know, a, you know downer of a movie in a way i mean it's it's sad i was incredibly depressing in a way i was like damn this movie's depressing i was i had to watch veep afterwards just so i could laugh i was like (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm all for the drama here and there but yeah it's always a bummer to watch something that's it's melancholy it's it's not sad you're not crying it's not yeah you are if you're a mom it's it's falling your eyes out at a certain part i guess to me it's very it was it's a very melancholy movie that's just my long ramble your comments about tony collette and nikki's comments about just being a parent watching this you know the things that she was able to convey through emotion just struggling to make ends meet but at the same time struggling to connect to her son that's obviously going through some terrible experiences in life and she just 
feels lost. She doesn't know how to help as a parent. It's gut wrenching because there's, you know, there's times when your own kids are going through things and you wish you could just fix it, but you can't. I think she definitely captured that and she deserved that nomination. And I still think that her and Haley deserve to win their awards, but right. such as the Academy Awards and it, yep. and they're kind of, yeah, they're all made up and the points don't matter. Wait, right. Something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> You know what I was saying while I was watching this, though? If I hadn't seen every one of his movies since then, before <laughs> re-watching this, I may feel differently, too. Like, I that's know that a that's point. a weird subconscious yeah. bias thing, but now I've, I feel like I've been let down so many times that I just, like, I feel like even rewatching this, I, I went into it was, is this even that good? Or was I just, like, <laughs> really, like, yeah. about the twist? with the twist? Yeah, I, I, thought, I was like... Man, he's gonna let me down, even though I know he's not with this movie. Yeah. Well, that's and that's the hard thing. And I and I like some of his work, I do, but he is kind of a one-trick pony. His twist got so much accolades that he did it again and again and yeah, again. Yeah, that's all he does. You can't keep pulling that trick out of your hat because yeah. it gets it's getting overplayed. Yeah, but that attitude is the exact attitude I had going into it. As a same thing, Carrie. And mm-hmm. because of that attitude, I think that's why I liked it. <laughs> because I was like, darn it. Oh. It actually was better yeah. than I remembered. Even though I knew, you know, he was a ghost. Anyway. He's got he's got some solid movies. Like, what, what are you thinking about? Science? Are you thinking science? No, science is awful. I, I like, I like oh, Here we go again. I think science is okay. Science sucks ass. Uh, the village is terrible. Oh, my God. That, Unbreakable. That I, I don't really remember that one too much, but yeah, like split I said, was Split. Yeah, I've never split, heard of Split. And this one were the only two. Good split. Ones. Split is part. It is part of a trilogy with Unbreakable. It goes Unbreakable, Split, and Glass or something. Yeah. Oh, so um, I stopped watching after Unbreakable because I was like, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I didn't like it at all. I like Signs for what it is. And I, I like it too. even better after reading the fan theory on it, which is, which is, I have to dig it up. I'll send it to you guys afterwards, but to recap it, basically they weren't aliens. They were demons. Ugh. And if you, if you read it in that context, <laughs> a lot of it makes more sense, like about the water and the priest and the faith and all this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. It just, to me, it makes it a little bit better. Why? Regard. Because it ties it a little bit, it ties it a little bit tighter. It makes like, more sense too. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I thought okay. it was fine. I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I'll find the the fan theory it's in because it it breaks it into a lot more explicit detail. Me me giving you a five second snapshot is not going to do it do it justice. You did wonderful. Oh, thank you, Dan. <laughs> I'll go back to lotioning the dead bodies. <laughs> um, who said I ever stopped? <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> oh dear. You guys said a lot of the things I was going to say as well. So I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is kind of like the nickelback of filmmakers. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is a good analogy. (laughs) Yeah. Take a look. Take a look at this movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's incredibly popular for doing kind of the same thing over and over again. And in the back of your mind, some of it can be good, but it's just like, it's okay. We get it. But he's had some crazy success. And the, the one thing I do appreciate about M. Night Shyamalan is that with his films, they're pretty much all original. He's well, aside for the accusations of plagiarism, borrowing ideas and stuff, but it's not like, Hey, I'm just going to take this book or this comic. I'm just going to rehash something or do a remake. It's all for the most part, mostly original stories, which we don't get enough of. So that's why I I can appreciate what he does, but he does lean on some behaviors where you just kind of go into it expecting something. 
Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it takes it away. And his movies have had of oh, just such a crazy swing of success. I mean, obviously the sixth sense was the most successful film he's ever done between, you know, the, the cinema score and the rotten tomato score, but then let's see his rotten tomatoes, which whatever it's rotten tomatoes, Sixth Sense has it as an 86%. And then it swings all the way down to the last airbender, which is five. Which we don't everybody talk universally about agrees. That nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right. Skip the last airbender, but then you have after earth right after that, which is at 11%. So that's oh another, God, I don't remember after earth. It's another disaster, but at least I can appreciate that. His, I guess it's like, he's having kind of a resurgence now. A bit. Yeah. Did you see old? I did not. I heard he got mixed reviews, but they tend to decide more on the positive. I'm trying to think of the, the one about the grandparents. Apparently it was like his kind of his comeback. Cause it was apparently pretty funny, but also crazy. The one about the visit, the, yeah, the visit, yeah, yeah, because he he funded it most of them most of himself, if I remember correctly, if I read that right, like he paid for most. Yeah, of Yeah, I feel like I watched that, but it's it's. I have to check it out again. I, I think I did see it. I think that's a good point, though, Tim, about having original movies. I do appreciate his storytelling, and one of the things that I was doing a bit of research, and I had fun rewatching it since I know the twist that was going to happen. I could not pay attention to that piece of it and then kind of focus more on Cole and obviously his mom. So I got a lot more out of that story than I ever had before. But one of the things I really liked was the use of red in this film. And I was doing some digging around and reading some stories and articles about the importance of it. If you can recall, the color red is only used in very specific moments of this film. And it basically symbolizes the moment where you have the real world kind of colliding with the supernatural such as the, the big obviously one is is that doorknob malcolm trying yep, to get into right. his basement it's a red doorknob so that stands out because it's front and center in your face his wife is actually wearing red in every scene except the first scene except for the first scene yeah so she's always wearing red so him interacting with her is kind of that that kind of crossover and i'll just kind of rapid fire this obviously you got cole's tent the doors the of the balloon. church yep the balloon leading up to that that room where he gets mm-hmm. kind of that first encounter with the ghost that, that we see his wife's shop is basically just covered in red the carpets the, yeah everything cole's sweater and then cole's mom she's only wearing red at the very end when he's actually revealing he can talk to ghosts and communicate so that's the only time that she wears red in this whole thing the time that malcolm realizes that vincent may have been hearing things is in that tape recorder when he's listening and he can suddenly hear this this voice speaking and as he's turning up the volume on his tape recorder, it goes from white to red on the dial. So that's kind of like as he's tuning into this supernatural experience, it's, it's getting to that red, which I thought was really cool. That shitty mother that was, that was killing her kids with the mm-hmm. whatever ah, yes. poison at the funeral. Obviously, everyone's wearing black. It's a funeral. She's wearing she red, wearing red, which is crazy. And then obviously the box that Kira gives Cole is kind of a, a wrapped in red. I think it's a powerful symbolism of kind of that crossover between the two, which was kind of fun to knowing that and watching it and trying to point out all these moments where I see it and it has a very specific purpose. So that was it's kind of cool as a filmmaker and storyteller. That's, that's a cool piece to have in there. Another thing I thought was, was great doing some research was about the production, about why Bruce Willis was in this role. He wasn't cast in it, but he owed them this yep. role be, because, <laughs> because yeah. of the uh, Broadway brawler, a movie that never came out and they wasted a ton of money. And he was basically forced into a three-picture agreement just to make up the cost for it and took a lower salary on this role. I think it was like $3 million instead of his normal rate, which was still a lot of money. But either way, he was forced into the role of The Sixth Sense, The Kid, and Armageddon, which those three movies combined grossed $1.3 billion. So go figure. Yeah. I mean, Armageddon I is a great right. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved that uh... one. I 
it's nostalgic for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have my reasons. It's fine. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> I really like this film, and I thought it was just brilliantly acted. I, I agree, Chris, that I think Bruce Willis just kind of mailed it Phoned in. Phoned it in. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, he didn't really sell anything to me on his, his acting in this one. He was just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. Okay, yeah. So I, I agree with you there, but obviously you got Haley and Tony, and to me it was their movie, and they just they owned the roles. Mm-hmm. They owned their scenes. And it was great. And the Writers Guild of America voted this in 2013 as number 50 in the top 101 screenplays of all time. And I think it is a great story, like you guys were saying. Not something you watch all the time. There's some movies that you can watch all the time and enjoy. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching it, but it's not something you dial up every year. Like you said, right. 20 years sounds like a good spot because you might forget some things or you might introduce this to somebody for the first time. It might be fun to watch it with them. But it's one of those rare movies that it's great to only watch periodically and that's it. Yep. I'm, um, I'm, I'm glad we got the opportunity to do it. I don't see myself in the future watching this anytime soon. Yeah. I'm probably not going to see it again. Yeah, or ever again. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you got everything you could out of this film. and that's, He's got some great ideas and can yeah. write a story. But when you lean on your what you're known for, everyone just expects things. And it takes away from the viewing experience. So Right, yeah. Another one who's kind of like that, that when you were talking about sort of one-trick pony and I mean, not the same, but it reminds me of Quentin Tarantino, where I feel yes. like he's very polarizing. Like, yes. you either love or hate his yep. stuff. You're 110% correct, because I do not care for his movies. I don't either. Yeah. And it's funny, because <laughs> I like, like, I'll have a... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like some. I don't like them all. Yeah, like I'll have a conversation with, like, my dad. My dad, he, he's enjoyed the majority of, of his movies. There's a few movies my dad has, like, zero interest in. Yeah. But I'm just like... I can't stand them. I have tried. (laughs) There's a couple that I enjoy more so than others, even though I haven't finished it. Shame on me. (laughs) I very much enjoyed like Django Unchained. I don't get the poll and that's okay. If I don't get it, that's fine. Each to your own. Everyone has their own, you know, like I saw hateful eight and was like, yep. (laughs) You know, I don't think um, I saw that one. Actually, I feel the same way about all of the above. <laughs> the only one I like is Jackie Brown, and like people I haven't love even seen that. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. That one is a better one. I like Kill Bill. I enjoyed Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was I don't want to say dumbed down because that's insulting, but like more concise. It didn't have the long rambling character piece. I can't recall. It's been so many years. But anyways, yeah, yeah you're right. He is very polarizing. Uh, the Coen Brothers are the same way too. Yes, agreed. Yes. But it's not just the polarizing. I feel like Nikki was even similarly a one-trick pony kind of thing. Even though the stories are very different, the feel of a lot of their movies yes. is always kind of the same. Yes. The wide yeah. shots, the single yeah. takes, yeah. The off-the-wall characters or yeah. the actors that play roles that you would never expect them to be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All that said, even though I probably won't watch this movie for a long time, maybe when I introduce it to my girls when they're older... May never watch it again after that, but because of what it accomplished, the story, the acting, there's so much to it. I really, really loved getting a chance to rewatch this again with a different lens, a little older, a little different frame of mind. So I'm actually coming in really high, guys. I'm coming in at a nine. Mm. To me, I, I feel like it definitely is one of those great movies of all time. And it, unfortunately, it set the stage for N9, and it was also his downfall. Because <laughs> Yeah, he, just, he, peaked. he peaked too yeah. soon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, yeah, first movie. I think it's got a, a lot of great moments to it, great acting. Everybody should see this film at least once. 
mm-hmm. and get a chance to see it. Even if it's, you know, it's spoiled to you. It's obviously the I see dead people and everyone knows that quote, but it's worth checking out at least once. And there we have it. So with my nine, everyone else's score, we get an average of a 7.3, which is a 0.42 increase from our nostalgia. So it actually went up for everybody except for Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, and Dana. Dana. Dana was Dana flat. Dana yeah, was just, yeah. yeah, Dana was flat. But so wait, wait, wait. Who went up a half point? Me. Yeah. And then uh, did Nikki leave it at six? No, I, no, she went, I to went seven. up a point. Oh, did you? That's right. But you, you went down to a seven, so you we both agreed down. it's a seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a solid seven. You just, you just came out of the gate too hot. He had way too high expectations. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's 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 a good movie, but just watching it after 23 years, it is starting, you know, in aspects to sl- show its age slightly, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. all. Yeah, you know. Well, very good. I think that settles it. Then we're a little bit above what we thought, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Also, I feel I need to formally apologize to Dana. It wasn't a bad pick, Dana. It was good to rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my saltiness. <laughs> I was going to say you could have been you could have been watching signs. But you just uh, you just never know what you're going to get. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to follow them at oswpodcast.com and leave your thoughts on the next movie nostalgia review. Now, peace out, bitches.